I'm Adam Epstein, and I'm a dirty moderate. Dirty moderates. Dirty moderates. Dirty moderates. Why do I say that three times like Beetlejuice? I say it because we need moderates. This democracy, well, it's been in a death spiral. Let me say that. But it is headed toward everything I think that we feared. I'm sorry to begin pessimistically. I know I did last week, but I got to lay it out, folks. Let's talk about Pennsylvania. Do you all know what Pennsylvania is? Pennsylvania is the nickname for Pennsylvania. Because other than the two big cities, Pittsburgh uh, on the west and Philadelphia on the east, the middle of it is, well, some people call it Kentucky, and in between is Alabama, as James uh, Carville, the great strategist, would say. But Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, the Keystone State, all kidding aside, the birthplace of American democracy will be the bellwether, the inflection point, the tipping point, you might say, for democracy's future this November. They had primary. There were two key primaries. For the governor's race, which is why I come to you very, very, very concerned. We're far from dirty moderate, but we're far from from conservative. We'd love to have a conservative, and that's not what we're talking about. Doug Mastriano, former state senator, Trump approved, of course, got the Republican gubernatorial nomination. Right. Doug Mastriano, folks. You allow me to read you what Doug Mastriano said about his governorship, should he be elected, and he is... Certainly has a good chance in Pennsylvania. Why is it called Pennsylvania? Because there's a lot of red in that state. We all know it's been an important swing state for a long time that Hillary's defeat there helped put Donald Trump in the White House. Okay, this is Doug Mastriano, folks, just yesterday. Quote, I get to appoint the Secretary of the State, who's delegated to, making corrections to elections, the voting logs, and everything. I could decertify every machine in the state with a stroke of a pen. Let me read that to you again. I could decertify every machine in the state with a stroke of a pen. That's Doug Mastriano, Republican nominee for the governor of Pennsylvania. Folks, Pennsylvania is key to anybody's victory. If you remember, it's the famous blue wall that in Wisconsin and Michigan, which fell and ensured the defeat of Hillary Clinton in 2016. Well, Biden won Pennsylvania. He's Scranton Joe, Scranton PA. He didn't win it big. He got it. Got it back. Obama carried it twice by big margins. So did Bill Clinton. Actually, Al Gore and John Kerry both carried it in losing years. But Pennsylvania is an epicenter, right? It it is a linchpin. All the words, because if the Democrats don't carry Pennsylvania, there's no Democratic president. I can't say that enough. If the Democrats aren't able to carry it, right? And Doug Mastriano succeeds in his potential monkey business, and I'm not trying to be funny about it. There's no Democratic president. I mean, there may not even be a chance, and this is where I'm going here, there may not even be a chance for the Democrats to carry Pennsylvania because it might not be a free election. It could be completely tinkered with, rigged, as he said there, he could decertify anything he wants. Very important for those that don't know. When a presidential election comes around, the party in power who wants re-election or the party that is not in power that wants election always looks to key state houses 
Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, as I said, all of them, to see who's governor. You know, Wisconsin and Michigan had Democratic governors in uh, 2020, which was great for Joe Biden. Well, let's just say that Josh Shapiro, the Democratic nominee for uh, governor of Pennsylvania, he is currently attorney general, very good man. We're all in here for Josh Shapiro, folks. You're going to hear that name. We are all in, and all eyes have to be on Pennsylvania because if Doug Mastriano wins, he is a Trump plus beyond. He will, you know, we, assuming Roe gets overturned, as we think he will, he will enact very, very, very stringent abortion laws. He will repeal all things that relate to civil liberties, social policy. He will absolutely be Trump's water boy. Or whoever's water boy in 2024 could be DeSantis. Bad stuff, guys. Sedition, lies, election rigging. You know, one of the things that's been so dangerous about the big lie, meaning the lying that is not stopped by Trump and so many of these cretins, has been the projection of it, right? They've been projecting on everybody else that the Democrats stole it and this didn't happen, Biden didn't win, et cetera, et cetera. But it's really. They, right, who have no evidence, they who are now in many, many states installing secretaries of state and people in election positions that will guarantee them wins, it is they that actually want to rig it if they had their way. That's what authoritarians do. You know, when people talk about how does America become authoritarian or autocratic, whatever word you prefer to use, and I think I've said this in the past, but just to be clear, it's not tanks rolling the streets. I talked about this with Ruth Ben-Ghiat, the great history professor from NYU, expert on authoritarianism, and we talked about it on an earlier podcast. Democracies die at the ballot box. And when the ballot box isn't free and fair, you don't have a democracy. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to do. And in a key state, the Keystone State of Pennsylvania, of course, I'm, you know, joshing around and calling it Pennsylvania, but it is. I'm saying that because it is not a walk. It is not a walk. This guy got the nomination, Doug Mastriano, got the nomination of the Republican Party. I can't say it enough. As a dirty moderate, as an independent, the moral and philosophical collapse of the party of Lincoln, the party of Ulysses S. Grant, the party of Teddy Roosevelt, the party of Dwight Eisenhower, et cetera, et cetera. They have nominated an open seditionist. They just say the quiet part out loud. This is the sedition tour we're on now. But no joke, guys. I am actually not an alarmist type. And despite it all, I actually have a real optimistic streak in me that good will will out, right? Good can win. But that optimism is being sorely tested. The fact that the 2020 election is now almost two years away, and we are still hearing about election lies from all these people who have questioned the integrity of what was the freest and fairest election according to election observers, national security people, everybody. Freeze and first election we probably had in a long time. The fact that we're still hearing about that has so poisoned our atmosphere, has so poisoned the well, that you can't help but have any sense of hope. A little bit strained, right? And I don't want to come to you every week and, and, and be, be a downer. But I do want to come to you and say to you folks out there, I don't care what party you're in. Republicans listen to this or people who are Republicans that were once the John McCain, Bob Dole types. I know you're out there. I know you voted for Biden like I did. 
Some of you become independents like I did. I know I got a lot of Democratic listeners. You all know I liaise with you guys. I you know, was raised one and was part of the party for a long time until I uh, realized I needed to chart a different course. But that course has never, and when I say course, views, policies, ideas, has never been, nor never will supersede the idea of fighting for democracy. That's why we've locked arms with so many of you for this purpose. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, I can't say enough. There's a Senate race. Let's move to that. You all know that our favorite quack, Dr. Mehmet Oz, is in a tough race for the Senate, the Senate nomination. Just to be clear, Pat Toomey is the incumbent senator in Pennsylvania. He's retiring in an ideal world, even purple Pennsylvania, because it really isn't red or blue, but it's very purple because it's very red in the middle, that Pennsylvania part we talk about. In an ideal world, this could be a real pickup for the Dems. And it might be John Fetterman, lieutenant governor. You guys have seen him. He actually, the weekend before this uh, election, last weekend, he suffered a stroke. Doctors said he recovered, made a good recovery. I wish him, of course, well. He's going to be the Democratic standard bearer. Looks like a thug, looks like a biker. I guess that's good. He's pretty left, pretty left in his politics. But I don't care because it's either going to be Mehmet Oz or this guy McCormick, and both are going to be formidable opponents, guys. Let me talk to you about Dr. Oz. It is a joke. He is a fool. He is lying. He's been a quack for a long time selling his phony supplements. But I hear people, oh, Mehmet Oz, you know, Fetterman's great, John Fetterman. He'll blow him out of the water. Guys, stop it. Stop, 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 stop the confidence. Stop the overconfidence. Stop the cockiness. But you all said in 2016, and you were doing more than licking your wounds the morning after that election. I was right there with you. Stop with complacency. This is not a year to play around. There's never been a year to play around, but this is not the year to be cock of the walk before you have anything in the bag. Fetterman still has to win in Pennsylvania. Purple, PA, okay? Pennsylvania, make no mistake. Oz can get in there. McCormick is probably a harder fight for the Democrats because Oz is somewhat ridiculous, so you, he will lose certain votes, as did Trump both times because people thought he was ridiculous, which he was, which he is. Oz is the same. He stands for nothing. He's this Trump-endorsed stooge too. Celebrity, but celebrity matters. People like that. Oz should he be the nominee, is going to be very formidable. McCormick is going to be more formidable. Fetterman's going to have to make the case. He's running on the same ticket in a year, right, where the anxiety rippling through the country, coursing through our economy, the bread and butter politics that I always say the Democrats should talk about. And let me, let me give a shout out to John Fetterman. He's very good about that. When I say he's left, I don't, I'm not implying anything uh, derogatory. I just know he was a Bernie guy. I know he believes in the power of government to do good, but in a way too expansive way for my taste. But I think he's a good guy. Well, I'm thinking that if he's you know, up against, I don't know, this McCormick guy, let's just say, he's going to have to sell it in a red year. Politics right now, as it always is, is bread and butter, okay? Here's what worries me, and I tweeted this today. Inflation and gas prices are real. People are hurting. Do I want everyone listening to care about democracy first and foremost? I do. I don't think anything else matters. You know, democracy, none of this matters. You're not going to be talking about any of this. I don't mean we're going to be in a totalitarian state, 
but there will be an erosion of democratic norms over time that will be uh, a disaster, will spell the end of the American experiment. But you still can stop this if you learn how to sell it. Now, Fetterman is a bread and butter guy. So again, hopefully he has a plan. He better run on a gas tax suspension. He better run on attacking inflation. He better have a plan that is not just if we just spent another $6 trillion, you'd be fine. A, that's not a winnable solution. B, it's not a good policy idea. And C, nobody wants to hear that now because they need help now. Not tomorrow. Now. We're still you know, six months away roughly from the election, less than six months. Things can change. A lot can happen if Rose overturned, as we suspect. That could mobilize women in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. You know, there are enough people in the surrounding Philadelphia and Pittsburgh area. If they really come out, they came out big in the Obama years. They came out in the Biden years a little bit less in those areas because Biden was able to flip smaller Pennsylvania towns that had been red because he was from Pennsylvania. He was an old white guy, let's face it. You know, it was a change year. But I mean, maybe the people of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh will turn out knowing this threat. Maybe they won't. Don't forget, there's people that aren't necessarily going to vote for Mastriano. They're going to stay home, as they did in the 2016. That doesn't help Josh Shapiro, Fetterman too. But also think about this scenario. You think voters are going to go and vote for Doug Mastriano, let's say, even if it's narrow, put him in the governor's mansion up in Harrisburg, and then go vote for Fetterman and down ticket? I, I don't know, but it's unlikely especially in a wave year, and I know people don't want to hear it, but it, it, the party in power historically, and there are exceptions, Bill Clinton in 98, George W. Bush during the war on terror in 2002, but for the most part, the party in power gets a, as George W. Bush once said, a thumping. Barack Obama called it a shellacking. There's a five-seat roughly majority of Democrats in the House. As you know, it's a 50-50 Senate. Anything threatens that because we're so on razor's edge, or they're so on razor's edge. So don't be cocky. We don't know the results, by the way, as of this taping between Oz and McCormick, as some of you listen to it. We may know who that nominee is. We don't know yet because they're still counting ballots. Either way, it's going to be tough in Pennsylvania. It is winnable. And I do believe it's winnable. And let, let me say this to end. I know to many people it sounds privileged or it sounds remote or it sounds maybe detached or even academic to always be talking about democracy first and foremost when people say, well, what about Social Security and what about uh, Medicare and what about education and what about everything else? And I say, all those things go together. Do I believe in those things? Do I want the American people to do better? Of course. I come at things from the center. I wish there was a bipartisan consensus. I wish Washington was making an effort to do the things it should be doing and not the things it shouldn't be doing. I wish more states would, rather than expand the power of government to hurt trans people or to punish women, like the Oklahoma abortion bill, which is about to pass, a fetus is, is a human and fertilization. It's crazy stuff, guys. Rather than states doing that, I wish they were figuring out solutions to transportation, infrastructure, taxes affordable housing, homelessness, things that are affecting certainly cities like LA and San Francisco, but elsewhere too. You know, I wish those mayors in those exurban towns were trying to find new ways to innovate. Some are, some aren't. My point is democracy is tied into all of this. You can't have one without the other and you can make a difference. Here's how. 
Go to vote.org, as I tell you every week. Again, vote.org. Register to vote. Register your friends to vote, your mom, your grandma, everybody. As they used to say, vote and vote often. That has an implication sometimes people don't like. But anyway, the point is vote.org. I can't stress it enough, folks. The future right now lies in preserving this country and its democracy, and it is under threat. But I'll leave you with this. I believe, like I said earlier, that we can beat it. I believe we can vanquish this, vanquish this threat. But you got to vote. Vote.org. Can't just believe, and you can't just hope. You got to vote. It's up to you, right? Consent to the governed. That's you. All right, folks, thanks for joining me. As always, stay dirty and stay moderate.